Hello, and welcome to Authentically Alongside. I'm your host, Sarah Nishimoto. This podcast exists as a way to encourage you as we walk with Jesus. My desire is to come alongside you authentically, sharing my life in hope in Jesus. Well, hello, and welcome back to Authentically Alongside. I have Emily again. Hello, Sarah. I think you're pretty much a regular now, right? I think so. Okay. So since we have some more episodes under our belt and I've got Emily with me, I thought it would be good to revisit the title of the podcast, Authentically Alongside. Our hearts long for authenticity. We want to know we're not alone in our toughest battles or with our deepest thoughts and feelings. And there's so much power and healing when someone shares their story and it helps us feel less alone in ours. I really think we're all prone at times to believe the lies that we are alone, that we are the only ones struggling, that no one else can understand what we are going through, or even that it's not okay to be struggling through something. And when we feel and believe these things, we often put on a mask so that the people around us don't know that we are struggling. I can't tell you how many times I have had a rough morning or week, and before I step into the church, I take a deep breath, plaster a smile on my face, and act like I'm doing great, and just praying inside that no one hears the hesitation in my voice or sees through the mask I have on. I've done that several times myself as well. (laughs) Absolutely. I think we all do. (laughs) Um, I actually shared with someone recently um, that I had walked through a season of anxiety and depression, and they knew me during this time. And she told me that she would have had no idea. She said that I always seemed so cheery and positive. Uh, My mask was good, but it wasn't authentic. And when we wear our masks, it perpetuates the lies that everyone else is fine or I am the only one struggling because then that's what we're showing other people that we're fine, that we're not struggling. I mean, how many times have you walked into a Bible study or a church service and just felt like everyone was doing great, like everyone else had it all together and maybe you didn't feel like you did? Yeah, I think we've all felt that way so many times before. Um, But as we long for authenticity, we first need to be authentic with ourselves. I think a lot of times we're conditioned to think that the feelings that we have are bad or Mm -hmm. we need to downplay our struggles because we're more than conquerors, right? Or maybe somebody else has a worse struggle than we do um, because we compare our our struggles. Oh, completely. (laughs) Instead of stuffing those feelings and comparing our struggles with other people, we need to acknowledge them for what they are. And instead of creating a false self and hiding behind masks, we need to bear witness to who we really are. Yeah, there is a lot of power in being honest with ourselves, becoming aware of who you really are and dealing with the issues of the heart. Uh, I wore my mask so much that I really didn't know myself very well. Uh, Sarah, you and I have talked a lot about the importance of 
self-awareness and being self-aware. It is important for us to understand who we are, why we tend to respond the way we do in different situations and what motivates us. Yeah, self-awareness is so important. And I feel, again, we could probably, and maybe we will do a whole podcast, (laughs) podcast episode on just that, but knowing who we are and why we tend to respond in certain ways and what motivates us, I think it gives us more grace for ourselves and for others to be who we really are and not just try to fit into an acceptable mold. And then after we can be honest with ourselves, we must be honest before God. Often, like Adam and Eve, um, we attempt to hide parts of our lives from God for fear of rejection. Um, But one of my favorite authors, Lisa Turkhurst, says that being honest with God is essential in paving an authentic connection from our heart to his. Pretending to be fine would be fake at best, deadening at worst. So if something hurts, we can tell him. We can take our gut honest feelings to him and ask him to help us process them. He is the safest place for all of our thoughts, hopes, and fears. God longs to meet us in our brokenness. When we come before him authentically, then we can receive the healing and the blessing that we so desperately need from him. Yeah. I've heard so many people say things like, I just want to be close to God, or I wish I was closer to God. And I think that desire for God is built into who we are. Um, There's that cheesy line that we were created with a God-shaped hole. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yeah, and I've heard a song that says that too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there is some truth in that statement, even though it's super cheesy. Um, (laughs) But we want to be closer to God. But the key to that relationship is our authentic communication with him. Uh, This has been one of the most transformative things in my own personal relationship with God, Um, bringing my brokenness, my feelings, my frustrations to God. Um, I think sometimes we think God, sometimes I think we pray what we think God wants to hear. So we pray like we've heard someone else in the church pray, maybe even with words that we would never normally use. Um, But what God wants is our honest hearts. So I've recently learned about the practice of lament. Um, So lament is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. Uh, And the Psalms are filled with songs and poems of lament. So David, who wrote many of the Psalms, is called a man after God's heart. And he speaks words to God with so much honesty. I was actually kind of surprised uh, when I read through some of these Psalms for the first for the first time. So in Psalm six, he says, be merciful to me, Lord, for I am faint. Oh, Lord, heal me for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long? Oh, Lord, how long? And a little later, he says, I am worn out from groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. And just a bit further, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. 
So David was just so honest with God and what he was feeling and the tears he'd cried and prayers like this are that are found in the Bible are so authentic. You see David just crying out to God and it gives me permission to do this too. Um, I can get the pain and the hurt that's in my heart out and give it to God because really he's the only one that can carry it. That's so true. A friend actually just shared with me an article about laments and the author says, Lament is often the path to authentic worship. Mm -hmm. This means that if you are the one grieving, it is okay to weep. Your losses are worthy of lament. This isn't the way it's supposed to be, and it's okay to give voice to your anger and anguish. And how freeing it is to invite God into our authentic selves. I absolutely agree wholeheartedly. We don't have to wear a mask with him. We don't have to clean ourselves up before we come to him. And once we're authentic with ourselves and God, then we can begin being authentic with others. In his book, The Gift of Being Yourself, David Benner says, at the core of the false self is a desire to preserve an image of ourself in a way of relating to the world. Fear of being vulnerable and exposed leads us to create that false self. We fear that people will see us for who we really are and not accept it. We fear failure, we fear conflict, and we fear emotional pain. And guess what? I've experienced all of those things by Mm -hmm. being vulnerable and authentic. But those fears cause us to wear a mask, and that does not leave us vulnerable. Now, I'm not saying that we need to be painfully vulnerable in all of our interactions with people, but I am saying we need to stop hiding behind the masks. We need to stop creating this image of ourselves that we think is acceptable but isn't actually authentic. When we paint this picture that we're always super fantastic, no matter what comes our way, we create this image that nobody can relate to and nobody can live up to. I think we've all seen people like that, that we just see them and think, we do that comparison thing and we think, Mm -hmm. I just, I just can't relate to that or I can't. Or I'm just not that good. I think mm-hmm. we think those things. And um, really, when it comes down to it, we're not made to do life alone. Uh, God created us for community. And this is evident in the Bible from the very beginning, uh, when God says that it is not good for man to be alone. And you see that again in the early New Testament church, where we see the believers committed to one another, eating together, taking care of one another. Um, And we also see in Paul's letters to the church where he calls us to love one another, to live in harmony and to forgive. We see community everywhere. We even see that God exists in community as uh, the completely confusing and at the same time awe producing idea of the Trinity. So we've got God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit living together. That's confusing to you, Emily. Uh, a little <laughs> bit, you know, one God's one, but three, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> one of those great mysteries. That's right. Um, and then our culture, I think, tells us that we need to be independent and that we should be able to do this life on our own without help. Um, but that's not the example that God gives us. Before Jesus died, uh, there's just this beautiful prayer that he prayed. And within it, um, and this can be found in John 17, he says, 
I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, um, there being the apostles, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus prayed that we would be united together as believers, um, just as God the Father and Jesus are united. Like, it's just this beautiful picture, like when you think of the Trinity, the Trinity where you've got God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, they're all three separate, but they're all one. Um, Jesus prayed that same prayer for us as believers, that we would all, you know, we'd be our separate selves, but we'd also all be one at the same time. And that same imagery of the Trinity used for God's believers, and that is community. Um, and a little bit baffling, but, <laughs> uh, but that's what God calls us to. That's what he wants for us. And I, he makes it pretty clear that we aren't called to follow him on our own, mm. but that we are called to do this together. Yeah. And I think I love how in that verse too, it says, may they also be one in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And I think that, you know, growing a community develops us and it transforms us, but it also helps the world see Jesus. And um, that is so, so amazing too. Um, so entering into authentic relationships and community is risky, uh, but it's so worth it. When Emily and I started being honest with ourselves and with each other about the struggles that we were walking through, our friendship became so much deeper and we were able to encourage each other with what we really needed. Mm -hmm. One important reason to be authentic with each other is to be able to share the comfort that we have received from Christ. In 2 Corinthians 1, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. And if we don't share our troubles with one another, we can't share our comfort either. And I think it's so beautiful when the pain that we've experienced in our lives can be used as a healing balm for those who are walking through what we've walked through. Yeah. Being authentic, it is, it is super scary, but it is worth it. Absolutely. Um, we need each other. Uh, I have found so much comfort from Sarah and others in my life that have dared to be authentic. And I hope that, you know, I can provide that comfort for others when I'm authentic as well. And I think if we look at our hearts uh, we really are all longing for the same things. We're all longing to be known, to be seen, and loved by the people around us. And with this podcast, we hope to encourage you all, first and foremost, to look to God for these things, to look to God to be known, seen, and loved, and to find your identity. Because God knows you, everything about you. God sees you, he sees your pain, and he sees exactly what you are walking through. And God loves you. He loves you deeply. He loves you enough that he risked being separated from his son so that you could be reconciled with him. So we want you to first seek Jesus. That's our 
that's our heart and our goal. But we also want you to know that you are not alone. So we are going first. Um, I heard this phrase from Ginny Allen in a podcast, and she says this in many of her books. um, But we're going first. Um, We're being authentic with you because we want to come alongside you on this sometimes difficult journey through life as we follow after Jesus to know that you are not alone. We also want to encourage you to find one or two people, though, that you can walk alongside with and live authentically. It, it is scary. And you might have to go first to build those authentic relationships. Sometimes you have to take the first step. But when you share authentically with someone else, when you drop your mask, it gives that permission to the others to be authentic too. Transformation and growth happen in community. And that's why that is so much our heart in this podcast for us to go first, to give you the permission to live authentically, to come alongside someone else, to encourage them in their walk with Christ so you can transform and grow more and more to be like Jesus. Take the risk. It's worth it. And like my Dove rapper recently said, be fearlessly authentic. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Authentically Alongside. I hope this was an encouragement to you as we walk together toward Jesus and we share authentically with each other and encourage each other in our hope that we can find only in him.